0: The change, it is coming and it is powered by crypto.
1: I just was fascinated about this global currency that was enabling especially these people in high inflation areas to have financial inclusion.
0: Empowering Afghani women persecuted by the Taliban or turning a poor farmer into a crypto investor, it is helping women realize their potential and become part of the conversation. Coming up on Word on the Block, Wendy Diamond, Web3 Impact Investor at LDP Ventures and CEO and founder of Women's Entrepreneurship Organization, joins in to dive deep into those topics and a whole lot more. Numbers don't lie. One in three college-educated women don't believe that they have equal access to financial systems in their own country, and 93% of them think that technology will have an impact on finance in the next decade. So there's a huge disconnect here. Well, what can we do about it? Does the solution to a more inclusive and gender diverse financial system lie with crypto? Welcome to Word on the Block, the series that takes a deeper dive into blockchain and all the emerging technologies that shape our world at the intersection of business, politics and economy. What we cover right here on Forecast News. I'm editor in chief Angie Lau. And today I'm thrilled. We are in conversation with Wendy Diamond, CEO and founder of Women's Entrepreneurship Day organization, more popularly known as We Do, which is trying to bridge the gender chasm here that uh, we're really seeing in the world. And that is where we come to next. We're talking to Wendy, what her story is, how she thinks crypto is really engaging us in a higher way. Wendy, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm thrilled that you're here. You are a media goddess. I would say, a media guru, okay, who started the first pet lifestyle media company to enormous success. And now you're in blockchain, you're in crypto, you're in Web3. How did this all
1: start for you? I grew up in a small town in Ohio, like 2,500 people, right? Where, you know, growing up, I had horses and dogs and cats and the whole thing. And I just really loved community, right? Because we were a small community, but we were all like together and and animals played a big part in my life. And when I moved to New York City, you know, so I adopted my dog and cat from the shelter and I learned 12 million animals were euthanized a year that year. And that year also was, you would go into the media and you never saw like celebrities or pop culture, or you never saw anybody talking about adoption or rescue. It was very bizarre, right? So I knew by you know that by creating a media company and bringing celebrities and pop culture to the animal rescue world, we could teach everyone. You could adopt any breed, any size, any age, right? And literally, because of starting Animal Fair, you know, Vanity Fair, New York Times, Forbes, Fox, etc., said we, you know, brought celebrities and pop culture to the animal rescue world. That number today is down to only two million, less than two million animals euthanized a year. I would go around the country and promote and do events and support the local animal rescue groups around the world, around the United States, but also the world. And what happened was I ended up getting a crazy stalker who completely ruined my life, literally. And by 2012, you know, my whole life of what I created, literally I had to step back from the you know public life and literally, you know, figure out what was going on. And what happened is I ended up on vacation in Honduras, the murder capital of the world. You know, when I booked the trip, I didn't know it was the murder capital of the world, but I booked it and I was like, oh my gosh. But, I, you know, I'm an adventurer and I'm not hanging out with the drug lords, right? And, you know, what I say to people about my story is that, you know, embrace life. Whatever is put in front of you, there is a positive, You might not know it in a day, a year, or 10 years, right? Well, I decided the guy who ran the hotel said, you know, there's an amazing organization that provides microloans for poor women. Why don't you go check it out? It's safe. I know the development director. Go check it out. So I ended up on this journey, right, where I learned all about the statistics of women. This was 2013. So when I went on this journey to go to this organization called Adelante with this development director. You know, I was supposed to spend, you know, a few hours, I spent three days, literally dirt floor, the whole thing, and met all these incredible women that were receiving these $100 microloans. I met this one woman, she was 72 years old, and she had three little kids. I'm like, how'd you have these three little kids? You know, like, whoa, it's a miracle. And she's like, you know, my daughter passed away, the husband ran off, and she got the $100 microloan and was able with that $100 to open up a window in her one room hut where she shared with these three little grandchildren on a dirt floor and sell Cokes and toothpaste, right? And literally, you know, around the world, there's millions of women receiving these loans. So they're paying it back at a 98% rate. 90% of that goes to educate their children, provide for their families. One out of eight women in America were living in poverty. I'm like, wow, why is nobody talking about this, right? So I went back to our governor and our mayor and I said, could we create a day in the world called Women's Entrepreneurship Day to bring awareness, to empower, celebrate, and uh, support women economically, because if we support women economically, we know 90% of that money goes to educate the children, provide for their families, and uplift the entire community, right? And when women are a part in business, they have self-confidence, they have dignity, they don't allow human rights violations. In 2014, literally the team in Africa, I was introduced to a woman in Botswana that was a goat farmer who couldn't afford healthcare for her son, had really serious health issues. And sadly, the son passed away. But on that journey, she learned about Bitcoin. I learned about Bitcoin in 2014. And why is that? Right? Because this woman created the Satoshi Center in Botswana, like in her little hut. You know what I'm saying? And to educate the people of Botswana about Bitcoin. Fast forward today, she's advising the government of Botswana on crypto. She's being funded by Jack Dorsey. I mean, so she, so, you know, anyways, that's how I learned about it. And that's how I started just what Bitcoin is about is what our foundation's about, right? Our foundation was founded on helping, you know, the two and a half billion unbanked, right? Are mostly women. And that's what, you know, we have that same, you know, mission. And so when I learned about Bitcoin, I was like, what? I was like, this is unbelievable. And, you know, I'm not a techie. I'm not like a, you know, I'm not like one of these people. But I just was fascinated about this global currency that was enabling, especially these people in high inflation areas to have financial inclusion. You know, so when you look at Bitcoin and the usage and the millions of people using it in Venezuela and Zimbabwe and Botswana and Nigeria, you know, that aligns with what our belief is with our foundation. So that was how I originally got into it.
0: Damn. Sorry. Oh, that's <laughs> all. I I, I'm going to say damn. I... Okay. Here's why you built up through the, through simply identifying a need and asking the question, why? And then you did it. That is by definition a founder. That is by definition an entrepreneur. That is by definition a change maker. Okay. Now you did this for animals and animal welfare and really connecting the dots and creating this powerful voice. You you go to Honduras, happenstance, happenstance and boom, you meet somebody that makes a click for you. And you mentioned that about crypto. What is it about crypto that speaks to you in the same way that you identified a need? A problem and you go, Hey, here's a possible solution. Why not this? Why, why is crypto that for you? I think, you know, when we think about like
1: web three and we think about the metaverse and NFTs, let's not forget the mother of this whole system, the ecosystem, Bitcoin, right? And Bitcoin is to me, and you know, if you look it up and you kind of look at the, re- you know, the history of it, the most high integrity deflationary instrument ever created in history that isn't controlled by a government or a so few people. Right. Which is a global run by the people, decentralized to enable peer to peer transactions and an immutable, you know, uh, tra- transparent traceability and providing this. So it enables the two and a half billion unbanked financial inclusion. All they need is their, you know, their phone. My whole thing was to you know bring awareness towards animal rescue, bring awareness towards empowering women economically who are impoverished from a ground up approach. You know, it's never been like me, me, me. It's all about we, 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 right? We do. And so I feel like, you know, the founders, Satoshi of Bitcoin, they didn't care about fame money or power, right? And they've never sold or transferred any of their Bitcoin, and they're worth billions and billions of dollars, right? that says something about the integrity of this whole ecosystem. And I think that's what I care most about because, you know, when you think about, especially in the United States with what's happened with bailing out all the banks and, you know, who really benefited from that and who did not and the whole thing, this to me is, you know, I have, you know, I love it. I, I believe in it. And, you know, I, I like to say that, sure, there's a lot of, you know, like anything in this world, there's a few bad eggs, right. But, you know, when you think of the whole, you know, why this was created, it has such high integrity that we must embrace it.
0: You're an advisor on numerous interesting crypto funds, uh, including perceptive capital, just to name a few. There's, there's a significant gap between running a charity organization and supporting star- blockchain startups. So now you're in this space. What are you looking for? What do you, what do you think still needs to be supported in this space? women in crypto are there enough of us
1: right so so i you know like i've been in this space for a long time i've been through the ico stage where i lost a lot and you know and i was just so excited because everyone was disrupting everything i was like sure 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 right so i decided to start investing in funds so i'm currently uh, an investor in five uh, crypto web3 funds um also go into startups that are impactful Yeah. So, of you know, what is my whole goal is to support the underdog and the underdog is, you know, those that don't have a voice. So that includes women, that includes animals, that includes climate change, you know, everything. So, you know, I believe, you know, by being part of these funds, it's my responsibility to bring awareness towards the women founders in this space, and to enable and have a voice for them within these funds. So that has been my goal of like, when I do invest in funds to be a part of that, because when you look at it, most of these crypto funds are founded by men, right? But how do we then bring those really great projects to them that really are impactful? So a few of the projects that, you know, I'm in, you know, one is called Animal Cloud, which is the Web 3 of animal rescue, right? And bring and, and data and bringing Adoption to Web three, right? So that you could track the life of these dogs and stop and know, you know, and be able to figure out, all oh, how do we decrease, you know, the adoption rates by enabling them to, you know, responsible breeding and etc. And you know, these are the kind of projects I'm in. I'm also part of Block Tower Capital. I'm part of Coin Fund, you know, early and Rareable and Dapper and a lot of the, you know, early successful Web three projects.
0: Lots of successes. Uh, and you, Wendy, are funding, what is it, a hundred thousand Afghan women with crypto. Your organization has been active in Afghanistan since 2014. And now, wow, more important than ever before. Um, tell us about the impact you've had and the decision to stay as the government fell in Kabul this year and the Taliban took over.
1: Right. Well, so our, like, again, our foundation, we're an all volunteer movement. So we look for like successful women that want to give back to their communities. Right. So, yes, we were in Afghanistan during this whole transition period, etc. And our team there were forced to leave. Right. And what I learned is like, what was crypto really created for? But this type of situation. Right. So I just started reading a lot about just some of these incredible women there. You know, a lot of them were Gen Z, you know, and stuff like that. And I would go find them, you know, whether it was on TikTok or Instagram. And I'd be like, hey, you know, are you guys into crypto? You know, have you thought about this? And so then I was like, "Okay, let's do this. Let's create an initiative to fund a 100,000 women in Afghanistan for a week's worth of food. So everyone can contribute $10. That's all it is, by the way. They get their rice. They get all the stuff, their necessities for the week. But what's really important before we give them, so it takes them two minutes to set up. It go, So out of the, okay. So out of the 40 million people there, half of those people have mobile phones. Okay. Whether it's a flip phone or mobile, right? And so we guesstimate about five million of those are women. So what we did is we just finished our pilot. So we finished the pilot that now these women have it they then have to watch a quick little video about learning about crypto and creating an nft and then they receive the tokens and we've brought on stacks coin solana now is looking at how do they participate in this so we're we're basically testing it out and we're going to ask the entire you know web3 community to get behind this we've also connected with the e-commerce companies within afghanistan now There are, you know, e-commerce companies. There's a Amazon of Afghanistan. I mean, they're only doing 30,000 packages, but to create a package so those women who receive this, um, these, you know, drops of um, coins are able then to spend it in these e-commerce companies within Afghanistan, right? And so they create a package so those women, when they go on, can just boop and then pay for it with their crypto. And so it's my goal to get this community, of which even though we're you know in a winner right now, have done phenomenal you know well. And in honor of Satoshi, who created this movement, we should do what this whole ecosystem was created upon doing, and is enabling people financial inclusion. And that, in, and the majority of the two and a half billion unbanked are women. So this is one of these projects that I think is very important. And I think that it enables everybody in the community to support.
0: What you're also showing is really a, you're conducting a case study, a real life pilot trial that shows off the ability of this peer to peer payment system to help in a humanitarian crisis in any sort of event of need where we can see the power of digital currency you know, being actively used to help on the ground? You know, there is such a need
1: for projects like this in the world. And that's again, oh, by the way, and talking about Women's Entrepreneurship Day, it's an official day on November 19th. And, you know, since November 19th falls on a Saturday, um, our the one that we do in New York at the United Nations is going to be held on November 18th. And that day is celebrating the impact of Web3 and crypto and what they've done in the world because what we you know there's so many projects around the world for instance like the Ukraine DAO and Unicorn DAO and all these people that have really contributed to the betterment of the world right that I think it's important that we bring this to the forefront
0: are there other spots in the world where you see that people have been marginalized and, and you, you're you're very aware of these spots and they exist even in our own countries, right? Uh, where do you see the application of crypto beyond what we're seeing right now? I mean, everybody's hearing the obviously scary headlines, crypto winter, contagion, um, you know, and wealth destruction and, and it's enormous impact, right? You know, we're up against the
1: naysayers, right? We're up against so much but if you just read between the lines, like, you know, BlackRock doing their Bitcoin, chart, you know, and all this stuff, you'll see it's going to happen. It's just going to take a lot longer because the fact is, is, you know, we're 13 years old, you know, and I know like Gen Z and millennials like need it yesterday, need it quickly. But you know what? Patience, because it's happening. There's some of the most incredible minds behind this whole thing. And it's truly, to me, I've never been so excited about, you know, some of these projects that are really going to change this world for the better.
0: Okay, Wendy, you know, we've talked about so many things, but inclusivity, you know, you're actively doing something about it with Wimbin Entrepreneurship Do, right? We do more, we can do, we do um and and how do you how can we all do it you know not just women but male allies and women allies in this space to to include more and why is that important and that's like another thing we're not
1: like we love men of course we do yeah like we're not we're not male you know
0: any of that we're in fact I got a five-year-old son I gotta love my guy you gotta, I got to love my guy yeah. who gave me my little guy. So <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, that's like the whole
1: thing. It's about, you know, it's about education. And 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 I'll say like some of the greatest men in this ecosystem are supporting our movement. Everyone from, you know, Seth Gins, one of the heads of CoinFund to Tom Lee from Funstrat, to, you know, James Johnson and Ali Hassan at Perceptive are really big supporters. You know, and I think that's the key to this. Is to really bring a lot, you know, and and support these initiatives. Whether it's being part of Women's Entrepreneurship Day all over the world, and supporting our ambassadors all over the world that are creating our movement and participating. Um, it's again, we're, we Women's Entrepreneurship Day is going to be celebrated in the metaverse, so everyone can participate this year and be part of it. Right? It's about also supporting all these DAOs that are out there that are supporting women whether it's All Stars DAO, Women DAO, or whether it's Her DAO or whether it's, you know, Wow Pixies or whatever it might be, there are so many women that are really fighting to support women in this space and to help the developers create different, you know, companies and partnering and collaborating that everyone can make a difference, right? Everyone can participate. Whether you're still in Web 2 you can participate, whether you're, you know, whether you're, you, you know, you're young and you don't know what you're doing, you can participate. It, what What is so amazing about this ecosystem is that there's so much opportunity. I mean, all the companies that I'm in and all the funds I'm in have so many job opportunities. It's about education and enabling these women to understand that they are capable and that they should apply. And also, you know, you you know, simple as just attending meetups in the space. You know, there's meetups everywhere in the world and about, you know, just being able to be educated. And a lot of people are fearful of it. And what I always say to them is like during the pandemic, I'll tell you, it was like, it was hysterical. I literally probably spent hundreds of hours watching YouTube. Yeah. YouTube University. I would go to something or I'd watch something and someone would say something. And I'd be like, what the heck is that? And there I am two minutes later when I'm done watching five YouTube videos to get it, right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's super exciting. I mean, there's so much education out there for Web3. You know, every protocol, whether it's Near, whether it's Solana, whether it's, you know, Polygon, you know, Ethereum Foundation, there are all these free ways to learn about, you know, blockchain, about all these protocols and how you can, you know, be a part of it.
0: So a lot of women, I think is the 90, 10% rule, right? We all know what that is. Uh, for women, we have to feel 90% capable before we raise our hand. And, you know, the, the guys in the room, it's 10% capable. And yeah, I'm ready to go. I can own this space. How do we, how do we flip that thinking? What a, what do the women who are watching this and the male allies who are watching this need to recognize? How do we flip that thinking and have every woman raise their hand? If they are interested in this space, really, you are capable.
1: You know, like when you say that, I kind of was thinking, that's me kind of too, right? Like I don't really, you know, I'm not the one who's like, oh, you know, even though I'm kind of experienced and I've had a lot of experience in life and I'm just totally, you know, in all sectors and understand how to make these happen. Um, I think you really need to do this at a young age. So it's about, you know, at a young age, enabling your children to have jobs, right? And to be able to be self-sufficient and to be able to open their minds and to become entrepreneurs. Because in our society today, people are not graduating college and working for somebody for 20 years, right? Right. They have to be an entrepreneur. They have to be, you know, you can never lose your inner child of excitement, right? Of always, you know, wondering, wow, or how, and how can I do that? Or let me try, right? When you were young, you were like all about that, right? And by by bringing that into always remembering that will enable women to just, you know, whether you've just lost your job and you don't know what you're going to do. It's like, take that journey, go down that rabbit hole of YouTube, you know, look at all the videos, watch it. What excites you? Is it the metaverse? Is it gaming? Is it editing? And, and really, and if you're interested in something, do one Google. If, it's, if you're interested in real estate, there's a ton of blockchains for real estate. If you're interested in, you know, education, there's tons of that. And then just do your research. Because I always say to people, like, I had no idea, you know, honestly, like my whole life, You know, I've been an entrepreneur. I never had a job. I applied for like a 100 jobs after college. No one hired me. You know, so I always had to create my own thing, right? And I was not a good student, right? And so I think it's just really understanding what's the worst that could happen. And the worst that could happen is someone says no. But I can promise eventually someone will say yes. You know, and I think it's just so important for people just to have it inside them to try and ask.
0: Well, you have said yes to so many people. And I think you've flipped the equation. So, you know, we might only know 10%, but there's 90% of people like the Wendy Diamonds of the world. And hopefully what we're doing here at Forecast and, and, you know, this incredible community of people who will say also yes. All you have to do is know that they are there and you seek them out. You seek them out. That, that, you know, 90, 90% of that equation is you simply asking for help and getting guidance because the yeses are all around us.
1: And, there's, and I've never seen, I mean, I think you'll agree, Angie, I've never seen a more, you know, passionate group of people in wanting to educate people and wanting people to be involved. So wherever you are in this world, I can guarantee there's probably a a crypto community on Meetup or somewhere or you could find it. You know, and again, it's just like just do some research because there's so many people working on such impactful projects. And it's so important for people to have purpose in life. You know, that's what's going to keep you, whether whatever you're working on, you know, it's just like, wow, I'm making a difference because I'm helping X, Y, Z. Right. And I think that's, you know, kind of like with me, you know, with all the projects I work on, it's always like, you know, it's not about me. It's the bigger problem that we're facing and that we're trying to solve.
0: Your story is incredible. And I can't wait to join forces with you. It would be an honor. And I can't wait to see the stories that we will write together and the stories that we will write about what you're doing and continuing to do. It's, it's, it's uh, been a privilege and uh, and great to just chat with you this for this Word on the Block episode, and I can't wait to do more of it. Andy, thank you so much. So grateful. <laughs> thank you, Wendy, for joining us today. And thank you, everyone, for joining us on this latest episode of Word on the Block. I hope that you've been inspired. And go nudge that woman in your life, your daughter, your sister, your mother, your grandmother, to get into this space. It is world-changing And that's why we're all here in it, after all. I'm Angie Lau, Forecast Editor-in-Chief. Until the next time.